This podcast is for general information only. It is not intended as a substitute for general health care services. If you have medical conditions, you need to see your doctor. Use of this information is at the user's own risk. Welcome to FitRx with Dr. Greg Dennis. Join me as we challenge the standard sick model of healthcare. This is your source for everything health, wellness, prevention, fitness, biohacking, and more. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another edition of FitRx. I'm your host, Dr. Greg Dennis. This particular episode is for all you women out there. I think you will really uh, learn a lot from this. My guest is Emily Kirkwald. She is a pharmacist who specializes in natural family planning, uh, which we're going to talk about just kind of what that is. And she has her own podcast called Holy A Woman that uh, I have appeared on before. And uh, so appreciate her now uh, coming and being my guest. So uh, Emily, welcome to the show. Thank you so much. I'm so happy to be here. Okay. Well, before we get too deep into this, let's just define so people know what is natural family planning. Yeah, that is a great question because there are a lot of myths out there about what natural family planning is. But what natural family planning means is as a woman, knowing your body's natural signs of fertility, keeping track of those signs, and then using that information. And you can use that information for avoiding pregnancy effectively and naturally. You can use it for optimizing timing for achieving pregnancy and or you can use it for monitoring your health. Okay. So I want to get into the nuts and bolts of that here in a few minutes, but before we do, now that people kind of know what that is, tell us about your own journey, kind of how you got into that. You're a pharmacist. Did you, were you a pharmacist first and then kind of got into natural family planning or vice versa? Yeah. So um, I'm a pharmacist by background. Like you said, I got my doctorate of pharmacy in 2013. Um, And so I've always been interested in learning about how our bodies work. Um, But I'm not sure what your education was like as far as women's health. But, you know, despite having many classes on anatomy and physiology and, of course, learning how birth control works, I never learned about a woman's natural signs of fertility, which we'll talk more about. Um, it's kind of taught the basics of the menstrual cycle, and then here's all the hormonal birth control options. Um, so I was working as a pharmacist, thought I was going to be a hospital pharmacist for my whole life. But then my husband and I had a difficult time getting pregnant with our second child. And so after months and months of trying, thankfully, we were able to get pregnant again. Um, But when I had my first visit with my OB for that pregnancy and had told her it took us a while to get pregnant, she said, oh, we see that sometimes women who've been on birth control, it can just take a while. Your fertility can be delayed. And for me, that was a sign to me that I did not want to take birth control again. And so I had heard the term natural family planning, but 
I didn't really know what I meant, what it meant. But during that pregnancy, I did a lot of research and I was amazed to find that there were uh, classes, instructors. I was amazed that there was research behind these methods, effectiveness rates. And so once I started learning how to use natural family planning after I had my daughter and using it for avoiding pregnancy effectively, I knew that I needed to help other women use this too. So I started my business as kind of a side hustle while I was working as a pharmacist. And then now I've been able to make the transition. So I work in my business and I pick up some pharmacist shifts on the side. Oh, wow. Okay. So you're, you're kind of full-time just helping other women learn this method, correct? Yes. Wow. Mm -hmm. Okay. Well, very nice. Let's start by asking the question because I know women listening are going to say, why would I not want to just take standard birth control? Because yes. that, that's what, of course, everybody gives you miss, not to throw ob under the bus, but I mean, you know, pretty much everybody. And honestly, that's the way we're taught with everything, not just as it pertains to, to birth control, but I mean, just, you know, me, you know, medicine first, you know, here's the medicine, here's medicine. Um, right. You know, same way with birth control as early as in the teenage years, uh, you know, you got a irregular cycle. Oh, here's a birth control. I mean, that's mm -hmm. just honestly the, the way we're taught. And so let's start by asking that question. So what, what is wrong with, you know, birth control pills? Well, the thing is, if you think about it, which as a pharmacist, I have birth control is really the only medication we prescribe to healthy people whose bodies are working the way that they are supposed to naturally function and stopping that natural process. Um, other medications are used to fix a deficiency or to supplement something, but we're stopping your body's natural functioning. Um, and like you said, it's presented as for period or cycle issues, but the way that birth control works is it's giving your body a synthetic form of hormone that's sending a signal to your brain to not produce its own hormones. It's really stopping your cycle and it's not fixing the underlying cause. So it can address symptoms, but it's really just like putting a band-aid on the problem and not getting to the root of it. And what I see is women come to me sometimes because they want to get pregnant and they've been taking birth control for some kind of cycle period abnormality. They come off of it and that abnormality is still there. So what are some of the potential, I guess, side effects other than you mentioned, maybe difficulty getting pregnant, but what else what other concerns are there out there uh, for women taking the more traditional birth control? And I want to ask about some of the other methods as well, but for, for just the more traditional birth control, I mean, what, what are some of the, the potential, um, you know, downsides or side effects? Well, there's a whole host of side effects that hormonal birth control pills can have. So, you know, there's some women who experience pretty persistent nausea or headaches. It can affect libido. Uh, there's even research about it affecting the pheromones we give off and how you uh, 
receive pheromones that it can affect the romantic partner you choose. Um, there's definitely more and more evidence coming out on the effects of birth control on mental health, increased risk of anxiety, depression, even suicidal thoughts. And then you get into some of the more serious side effects, which the risk of a blood clot or stroke is low in young women in general, obviously depending on family history and risk factors, but the risk of developing a blood clot increases three to five times and the risk of having a stroke doubles for women taking uh, oral hormonal contraceptives compared to women not on this. And I have seen this. I've worked as a pharmacist in the emergency room, I walked into a, a room with a young girl in her 20s looking like death and finding out that she had this giant blood clot in her lungs and her only risk factor was being on birth control. So it's not a harmless medication for sure. Sure. Yeah. And I especially hate seeing women on it in into their 40s, especially mid 40s, upper 40s, because of that increased risk uh, of blood clots. You're right. As a young woman, I mean, you're at such low risk anyways, not that it's that good for you, but you're at low risk, but women in their 40s. And I ask them, you know, why are you on this? And they say, well, I don't, you know, I don't want to get pregnant. Of course you can in your 40s, but um, there's certainly other ways and, and uh, either, you know, learning about natural family planning or, um, you know, I tell them if you don't want to do that, like, get your husband fixed. Like you, you do not need to be on this medication in, in your forties. Um, well, let's, right. let's talk about, uh, some of the other birth controls before we get into natural family planning. Uh, so of course there's, there's IUDs and then there's, um, you know, the, the implantable, you know, de devices. And so talk about those and maybe why women might not want to be on those. So the IUDs, uh, intrauterine devices, or the implant, those um, are still hormonal products. So they um, give your body a synthetic form of progesterone, um, again, to stop your cycle. Um, so, you know, it works, it's thought that it works more topically um, being placed in the uterus, but the hormones are still getting to your brain and giving this signal to stop ovulation. That's still one of the main ways that it works. So it still does have systemic effects. And so you still can see side effects throughout the body. Although more of the side effects with those medications are uh, bleeding, spotting, those kind of things. Um, with those kind of devices, you know, some of the risks with those versus taking a pill is from the procedure itself. Um, the device can be implanted incorrectly, or there have been you know, reports of the device um, moving, causing um, harm to the uterus, um, rupture to the uterus in severe cases. So um, there's some significant risk factors to think about with those kind of products as well. Uh, and I will say with what I do, um, definitely with the progesterone only, uh, you know, implantable devices and those kinds of things, uh, I've seen even young, healthy women have a very difficult time getting pregnant, um, after, you know, stopping those much more so than even the traditional birth control, uh, but those mm -hmm. proge progestin, progesterone, excuse me, progesterone only, uh, boy, it can really affect conception. So, mm -hmm. um, uh, okay. Well, 
Um, so let's talk more about natural family planning. You, you kind of defined it. Um, and I will say, uh, I, you know, I don't know that I've had any reason to mention this before on the podcast, but so, uh, my wife and I did natural family planning, um, gosh, a long time ago, back when we were, um, residents and that, uh, one of the other residents was doing it. My wife learned about it and she came to me and she said, Hey, I, I don't want to be on birth control anymore. Uh, I want to do this thing where I check my cervical mucus and you know, blah, 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 blah. And that's all I heard was cervical mucus. And I'm like, what kind of <laughs> witchcraft or is, is she telling you? I mean, really, that was my thought. I was like, we are not doing this. Matter of fact, I don't even think we did at the first because I was so against it. And then, but <laughs> she was very adamant about coming off birth control. Um, and so we eventually, um, ended up in one of those classes, like what you were talking about. I had no mm. idea they existed and I learned about it and I'm like, wow, they never taught us this in medical school. You're right. right. Uh, and, uh, and, and it was very eye opening to me. And so we started using that method and it was very successful, um, at avoiding, um, pregnancy. And then once you know, when you're fertile, when you're not, I mean, of course, when you want to try to get pregnant, then, uh, it, it makes it much, much easier. So, mm-hmm. uh, anyways, it, it worked well for us. Um, so talk about, you know, a little bit more specifically about what it is about, um, you know, what, you know, what you teach women when they first come in and, and, you know, what they need to know to kind of get started doing this. Yeah. So natural family planning is all about identifying your fertile window, a woman's fertile window. So technically there are only six days each menstrual cycle that a woman can become pregnant. And those six days are the 24 hours of ovulation or when an egg is released. And then the five days before that, and that's because sperm can live up to five days. So natural family planning methods are using natural signs of fertility to estimate that fertile window time period as close as possible. So it's about knowing what are your signs of ovulation, either that it's going to happen or a sign that it did just happen, keeping track of those signs to identify your fertile window. So would you like me to explain some of the signs then? Uh, Please, yes, if you would, yeah. Okay, yes. So you mentioned cervical mucus. So most natural family planning methods at least have cervical mucus tracking as an option. So cervical mucus or cervical fluid, sometimes we say, is a normal body fluid that's produced by the cervix in response to estrogen. So estrogen starts to rise prior to ovulation. And when estrogen rises, the cervix opens and produces this body fluid. And so a woman, when she goes to the bathroom, she wipes and she notices, do I have this fluid? And what is its characteristics. And what she'll notice is that when she's tracking it every day, that at the time of ovulation, the cervical mucus very distinctly changes. Um, And so she can identify, okay, I'm having this type of mucus that is consistent with ovulation. So I know that I'm in my ovulation time. 
Another sign of fertility that can be tracked is uh, doing a simple at-home urine test. And uh, there's a couple of different methods that use urine hormone level testing. Um, there's uh, some methods that utilize LH testing alone. So the luteinizing hormone. So this is a hormone that spikes about 24 hours prior to ovulation. So it lets you know that time frame right when you're going to ovulate. Um, but when using that kind of test, you want to use cervical mucus tracking as well, because the change in the cervical mucus is going to give you more information about when ovulation is starting to approach. And remember, sperm can live up to five days before ovulation. So you need more time. You need more notice than 24 hours uh, before you ovulate. Um, but there's also a urine test that you can do at home that detects both estrogen and luteinizing hormone levels. And so um, that can be used. And then there's also a basal body temperature or resting body temperature. So a woman can take her temperature every day. Ideally, it is right away in the morning and at the exact same time every day to be the most accurate. And by doing so, what she'll see is that right after ovulation, her temperature will rise. And this is in response to after ovulation, your body produces progesterone and that progesterone causes the resting body temperature to rise. So the temperature is a confirmation that you did ovulate. And so because it's a confirmation sign, it would be used in addition to either cervical mucus tracking or the urine hormone level testing. Uh, talk for a minute about the accuracy of, um, you know, avoiding pregnancy, if that's what, what couples are choosing, uh, because I know when I was younger and we started doing this, that was my biggest fear. And if you talk to women about this and they don't want to get pregnant, they're, they're going to be like, I can't take that chance. I just need, you know, I need the birth control. So, uh, I remember learning, uh, being surprised about you know, the accuracy of it, especially if you learn the method through a coach like yourself, or even my wife who, um, uh, does this as well. Um, but it's, it's fairly accurate. So talk about that. If you will, I was very surprised. I was very concerned as well, because even though I had this feeling that I didn't want to use birth control, pharmacy school had really told me that birth control is the only thing that's effective for avoiding pregnancy, but that is not true. Um, there is, yeah, there are specific research studies in these specific natural family planning methods. So the research is done where you are learning a specific method, following the protocol of the method and working with an instructor. Um, but with all of the natural family planning methods, the effectiveness for avoiding pregnancy is between 95 to 99% for perfect use. So that would be you are following the protocol exactly all the time. Um, which can be difficult. Um, but even with typical use, so this would be, you know, you forgot to track a sign one day, you misinterpreted one of your signs, um, you know, even with some discrepancy, even with typical use, these natural family planning methods are anywhere between 90 to 99% effect, uh, effective for avoiding pregnancy. 
Yeah, which is very comparable to birth control. Right. And that is the thing that birth control, you know, hormonal contraceptives are not 100% mm, effective right. yep. either. Um, yeah, I think birth control pills have a 91% effectiveness rate, according to the CDC. One of the, I guess, apprehensions of women who hear about this is, is number one, they just think that it, it sounds weird, um, which is what I thought, you, you know, sure. when I didn't know anything about this. And then the other thing is like, as you're sitting here explaining it, uh, I could see women thinking, well, that sounds like a lot of work. Um, sure. so <laughs> kind of touch on that if you will. Well, it's like any new habit, it takes some time to develop, but it can be a very natural and easy habit. So when you're using natural family planning and tracking these fertility signs, that tracking can be built into your normal bedroom or bathroom habit. So if you're tracking cervical mucus, you're going to the bathroom anyway. You should be wiping anyway. So all you need to do is add in the habit of looking what's on the toilet tissue be th before you throw it away. If you want to do the urine testing, uh, this is usually done in the morning. You just build that into your morning routine where I brush my teeth and then I do my urine test. Uh, you know, you keep your temperature, you keep your thermometer right at the bedside so that when you wake up, you're checking your temperature if that's the sign that you want to track. Can people or women learn this on their own or do you recommend, you know, just somebody like yourself or my wife to help get them started? Is there a difference in kind of the success rate? You uh, definitely can try to learn it on your own. You definitely can start noticing if you're having cervical mucus um, on your own, if you just want to use that information for knowing your body better, um, you, know, you can Google and, you know, find some information about that. But if your intention is to use a natural family planning method for avoiding pregnancy, then you really do want to learn a specific method and learn from a certified instructor. Those effectiveness rates that I listed are for learning a specific method and your instructor is there to help you to answer questions. You know, things might come up where you're not quite sure what you're seeing or how to interpret something and going to someone who is certified in the method, then trying to figure out on Google, um, especially when you're intending to avoid pregnancy. Yeah. So do you have every woman do a chart? I remember my wife, you know, kind of charting and they have different color stickers uh, do you have everyone do that just so they can kind of see what the cycle is doing? So I do have everyone chart. Um, and with my chart, I try to keep it as simple as possible because right, we're all busy. We don't want to have to do an extra thing. And so, um, the people that I work with, they use just a simple spreadsheet. So with that, they have options. They can print it out and have it by your bed and chart it by hand. Uh, you can chart right on your computer or what a lot of people do is we like to have everything right on our phone. You can just upload your spreadsheet to the free Google Sheets app, and then you can access your spreadsheet right there. And so you're just inputting what were my fertility signs that day, and then noting, does this sign mean I'm in my fertile window or not? Talk briefly, if you will, about the different uh, methods that are out there um, back years ago. 
uh, when we were doing this, there were the Billings method, there were the Creighton method, and I don't know if those are still the only two or if there's more. It's been many years ago, but talk about maybe the difference, because I honestly don't remember, but talk about the difference and, and then, you know, women decide they want to do this, which way should they go? Great question. So there are quite a few different options, which is great because then you can decide what works best for me. And really when you're thinking about what fertility awareness, natural family planning method is the best for me is thinking about what fertility sign makes the most sense for me to track what is a sign that I'm going to be able to consistently track daily. So there are methods where you track cervical mucus alone. So this would be both the Billings method and the Creighton method are methods where you pay attention to cervical mucus alone. And really the difference between those two methods is just how you're monitoring the mucus with the Creighton method. You're looking at the mucus and you're touching it and observing it with the Billings method. Um, it's more of how does the mucus feel the sensation um, at the vulva and then looking at the mucus as well. So there's just a little bit of difference there. And then um, there is the symptothermal method. So that's the method that uses both uh, cervical mucus and temperature. And so uh, symptothermal instructors are um, teach through, there's a group called the Couples to Couples League, um, there, but there's also a couple of other groups called SymptoPro or Justice practitioners who teach uh, symptothermal. Uh, then there is the FEM method, which is cervical mucus. And then there is the option to add on those LH test strips, the luteinizing hormone levels. So as a, a really a double check of what's what you're seeing in the cervical mucus. And then uh, the last method is the one that I teach, which is called the Marquette method. And with that method, you have the option of tracking cervical mucus alone, uh, tracking urine hormone levels alone. So we use the device that detects both estrogen and luteinizing hormone, or you can track uh, both of those, the cervical mucus and urine hormone levels together in combination. Interesting. Okay. When you're meeting with women, what is the uh, male partner's involvement? Do you usually meet with them as well? I, I think, of course, I was a, a doctor, so it was good for me to get educated about it. But uh, you know, after all that, and I liked understanding what was going on, but mm -hmm. you know, at, at the end of the day, uh, it was, you know, guys want to know, is it a, a green light or a red light? Right. Um, but how involved do you get them in, in learning about all this? You know, I think it does depend a lot on the couple and kind of your intention and how interested both of you are in knowing the information. I do encourage a couple to come to an introductory session um, to really learn the basics of natural family planning like we're talking about now and the basics of the method. And then from there, the individual instruction, I really leave it up to them if just the woman wants to come because, right, she's the one who's actually tracking the sign 
or if uh, the couple wants to come and, you know, I have uh, quite a few sessions with just the woman, but then I do have a few couples where um, the male partner is really involved, really excited. Um, Sometimes he's the one who fills out the chart. And sometimes that is a nice way to get your partner involved. If you are um, thinking about this, you know, you're listening as a woman and thinking, oh, I would like my partner to be interested in this. You could ask him to chart, you know, this is what I saw today. Can you write this in the chart? That's actually how I started with my husband was asking him to write in the chart. And then you're at least communicating and helping him feel like, He's part of the process. And then you know, making sure that you're talking each cycle, making sure that you are having the same intention. Are we avoiding or achieving pregnancy? And what does that mean based on the sign that we're tracking? Um, but also then if you're including your partner in the charting, then that can just help with the daily communication of, you know, is this a good day for intimacy or not? Yeah. So really about the only downside that I can see to this is that, um, during that five day, whatever window, uh, assuming you were wanting to avoid pregnancy. Um, yes, a woman knows that they're fertile. Um, but that's also most likely the time of the month when the libido is going to be at its highest. Um, and so there's not really, I guess, a way around that. Uh, you know, what, what, what do you say to that? Yes, that is true. Um, and that is just the reality of how our bodies are made that, you know, our bodies are really smart. Our brains are smart. And so, yeah, our libido is highest when it's the best chance for us to be able to, you know, create new life and keep the human race going. Right. Um, so yes, um, a lot of methods, um, will teach that you need to be, or for the method effectiveness, you do need to be abstinent during the time of the fertile window. Now, there are some couples who say, you know, well, we don't feel like being abstinent during this time. Can we use like a barrier method? Can we use a condom or something? Um, And in that case, uh, you, a couple could choose to use a barrier method, but then they would be relying on the barrier method for effective, for effectiveness. So that is an option. If you're feeling like, well, if my libido is high and we want to be intimate, it's our anniversary or whatever, you know, there's still that option. You're just considering, you know, are we okay with taking the risk of a lower effectiveness rate with condoms, for example? Gotcha. Um, how many, uh, classes does it, or or meetings does it usually take for a woman before she kind of, uh, you know, gets an understanding of this to where she can effectively um, avoid pregnancy if if that's the goal? Yeah. So typically, um, you know, the schedule of instruction will vary per instructor and per method, but typically after a uh, introductory class, which is usually a group class, and then an introductory individual session, a woman will have all of the information she needs to be able to 
use the method and be able to avoid pregnancy. Now, what I see in my clients is that it's usually after about three cycles of charting that they really feel confident in the method. So they have all the information with that first cycle, but usually just like we talked about building that habit and trusting your body, um, it usually takes about three cycles to really feel confident in the method for avoiding pregnancy. So you usually meet with people, you have an initial meeting that you said, usually like a group meeting. And then do you meet with couples after that, just kind of as needed or just do you, uh, how many times do you usually meet? Yeah. So usually if a woman's having regular cycles, we'll have that group class and then we'll have a one-on-one instruction session. And then I'll meet with her again after she has one cycle charted and then after three cycles and then after six cycles. And then from there, checking in every six to 12 cycles, just depending what's going on. I also instruct quite a few postpartum women. And so in postpartum, um, we have that uh, group class if they're new to natural family planning and then the individual instruction session, there's a specific protocol for postpartum. Um, And then from there, she really doesn't need to follow up until she has her first period um, after having baby, which can be anywhere from a few weeks to a year plus. Um, so the follow-up varies more in that time of life. Yeah. And uh, one thing I, I don't think we mentioned, at least from a you know, clinician standpoint, this, um, when, when women chart like this and they do this, and, and again, this is usually more my wife's thing. Uh, she's a physician as well. It can be a very good diagnostic tool. And so if you have uh, abnormal menstrual cycles, it can a lot of times I identify what the issue is, whether that be, you know, low progesterone or, you know, whatever. So it can really be used as a, as a, you know, good diagnostic tool. I'm really glad that you brought that up. And that's something that I like to emphasize with my clients too, is that even if you're using this for family planning, the information can be so helpful for your health. Well, very good. Uh, I want to ask you about your podcast, but before I do, um, before we get off the topic of natural family planning, anything else that you want to throw out there about that, that specifically that I did not ask you? Um, no, I think you covered the main points. Um, I think, you know, if you are interested in using natural family planning, it's just asking yourself what natural sign of fertility should I pay attention to? Um, can I track every day and finding a method that works well for you? Um, know that it's completely okay to start out, you know, tracking cervical mucus and using the Creighton method, for example, and then deciding, oh, I think I would rather use the hormone level testing and do the Marquette method. Um, You know, it's okay to switch methods. You don't have to be locked into one. Um, Just know that it might take a little bit more time to learn the new protocol. Um, I do want to mention a resource um, for determining uh, fertility awareness, natural family planning methods. There's a really great website called FACTS. It's factsaboutfertility.org. And they have a nice page on their website that gives an overview of the different um, methods and the fertility signs. So I recommend um, people go to that website. It's curated by a physician. So tell us about your podcast. So you host a podcast called Holy a Woman, where you talk a lot about natural family planning, a lot of other women's issues. 
Uh, mm-hmm. So when did you get started with that? And just kind of tell us a little bit more about that. My podcast is called Holy A Woman. I started it in March, 2020, uh, just before the pandemic hit my area. Um, I started it uh, just a few months after I started my business because I wanted a way to be able to talk about what I was passionate about. Um, So we talk about natural family planning, but we also talk about natural approaches to health. We talk about authenticity. The whole premise of the podcast is how can we celebrate our whole womanhood? And I strongly believe that natural family planning is part of that. Okay. So talk about maybe just some notable guests you've had, or uh, maybe some upcoming uh, topics that you're going to be talking about. Yeah, sure. So, um, you know, if you're interested in learning more about natural family planning, I've interviewed quite a few different natural family planning instructors um, in the different methods. So you can hear from a specific method instructor, what their method is like. Um, otherwise I've had, uh, Dr. Greg on the podcast, uh, we talked about direct primary care and, uh, hormone health there. Um, I have a couple of episodes that just recently released about, uh, postpartum care and, uh, natural family planning in postpartum. And I do have an upcoming episode on postpartum depression and anxiety um, that I think is a really important topic um, that we'll be talking about with a uh, functional medicine expert. Okay. Well, very nice. Uh, Well, as we wrap up, I always ask my guests if they could give us one health tip that could make us healthier today. What would you say to that? Yeah, well, I am going to tailor this conversation as I have most of it to the women listening, and I'm going to say, pay attention to your body. Uh, So if that is tracking cervical mucus, that would be awesome. Um, Chart your cycle, but pay attention to your body. Your body is giving you signs. So spend some time and and ask yourself, what is my body telling me today? Okay. So, uh, Dr. Emily Kirkwald, certainly appreciate your time. Uh, Again, the uh, podcast is Holy A Woman. Um, How else can people reach out to you? Are you on social media or website or? Yeah, yeah. You know, all my information is on my website, which is nfpharmacist.com. So you can find more resources about family planning. You can see all of my Holy A Woman podcast episodes on there. You can contact me through the website. I am also on social media. My favorite uh, platform to be on is Instagram and I'm at nfpharmacist. Awesome. Okay. Uh, Well, thank you much. And I appreciate everyone listening. Hope everyone has a great day and we will talk to you next time. All right. Thank you. Thank you for listening to FitRx. I invite you to share this with friends and family. If you would like, you can check out our website at vibrantlifedc.com or you can email me at drgreg at vibrantlifedc.com.